I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. If you like Film Sack, consider supporting the Frog Pants Network at Patreon.com slash Frog Pants. Do not be alarmed. You have been traveling suspended in the Merrill Becker 3000 Emergency Space Shuttle. For your comfort, you have been given a mild cryogenic, which will wear off in a couple of minutes. Do not panic. An emergency homing device has been automatically triggered to ensure your safe retrieval. If you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't. This is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 407. And uh, we're mining the very depths, <laughs> depths of film entertainment for all mankind. Uh, I'm Scott Johnson. Join with me today, Brian, Super Nintendo Chalmers Dunaway. Oh, yes, I am electronic. Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we jump our space jalopy into the future past the 22nd century by slingshotting back into the 80s to watch some movie that looks and sounds like it was made for TV, but for some brain works beyond my comprehension, ended up in the theater. In 3D, which we didn't watch that version because apparently you can't, which is fine because I don't need that because I already had to sandblast my eyes like Vin Diesel in pitch black. (laughs) You can't unsee some of this crap. Anywho, what movie am I talking about? Why is Space Hunter Adventures in the Friend Zone? Despite eventually landing (laughs) top billing on subsequent subsequent releases of this film on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, what, no laser disc? Molly Ringwald can't seem to get the womanly attention she needs from swashbuckler lead Peter Strauss. I think that's what's going on anyway. In fact, no one in this movie can get the love they want or need. It's probably pretty generous to think anyone in this movie deserves even the friend zone. So perhaps the title of Forbidden Zone is more accurate. So I stand corrected. Hey, what's that over there? Is that the Molotov Kids? We represent the Molotov Kids. The Molotov Kids. The Molotov Kids. And in the name of the Molotov kids, we wish you and welcome you to Nightmare Land. La 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 la. Hey, don't skiz my intro, you scroties. No, oh, ma'am. Skiz my intro. 
Skiz. All right. You scroties. Well done. Can't wait to get into some of the details of everything you just said. Also with us, Randy Melt When Broken Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian, Brian. Randy. This is not fair. It's not fair. You're 20 years older than me, and you're stronger than me, and you have a spaceship, and I'm just a teenager who doesn't even know how to use shampoo, and oh my god, look at how good my hair naturally looks. Wow. Even though I've been living in a wasteland for years, guys, look at my hair. Wow. I guess I do have special powers like Luke Skywalker did. I have the power of looking really good. And now that I think about it, so do you, Mr. Older Man. Let's make it awkward. Okay, okay. Let's make it even more awkward than it's been this whole time. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, She's a lady, turns out, once you put her in the river. Uh, uh, Finally, with us, Brian, who let the overdogs out, Ibit? (laughs) Woof, woof. By the way, uh, Super Nintendo Chalmers was my Twitter post. Oh, no. So I'm going to be writing a new one during the no, show. No, keep it. Keep it. <laughs> Oops. Hey, welcome back to VH1, where we're counting down the 20 biggest blockers in science fiction movie history. Before the break, we looked at number four on the list, Jake Busey. And now we're down to the top three. Coming in at number three, it's a guy who will keep you from romancing the replicant love of your life, Roy Batty. This guy will make your amorous emotions disappear like tears in rain. Time to die, said your libido, am I right? (laughs) Number two on the countdown is a new addition to the list. It's Molly Ringwald's character, Nikki, from Space Hunter 3D Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. You may have just rescued three babes who look like they took an escape pod directly from a Robert Palmer music video, but before you and Ernie Hudson can evenly distribute the spoils of war... If you know what I mean, Nikki is there to remind you that she still needs a ride to the trampoline park on Perseid 6. Womp womp. <laughs> and number one for 45 years running, C-3PO. Big shock. Yeah. Uh, nice. Oh, man. I don't even know I feel like to... we're all on the same page. Uh, listen, <laughs> really not, not, I don't, I don't think since, yeah, I can't think we since did. it's Crawl have we been on the same page so much. Well, we did watch the same movie. I yeah. mean, but we like, all picked the there's... one thing, which is the Molly right. Ringwald uh, Captain Wolf dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. It's what the movie's about, right? Right. Yeah, Somebody tell me that's what the movie's about. Well, it's about, it's about Thunder Tunnel. Thunder Tunnel. Thunder yeah. Tunnels. It's about um it's it's look it's about it's the 80s and we need to Star Wars like but also maybe some Mad Max stuff thrown in there. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea everybody and then they made this. Mm-hmm. Look, I I'm I'm not I'm never going to stand in front of any number of people and say that Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone is a good movie. I am going to though say that I had more fun with this than I have a film sack movie in a very long time. I really had a ball watching mm-hmm. it. It's super dumb, incredibly derivative. In some ways, amazingly uh, detailed and made. Like I think oh, that the ex- yeah, the costuming and the and the props and all that stuff is <laughs> so much it's detail. Crazy! Yeah, how Scott, far they go? The, did you have that? I can imagine I, how many junkyards they had to raid to make those costumes. Yeah, I'm kidding. It, there's this feeling I had, and you, I don't get it very often anymore. And I wonder if you did, Scott, where it's like you're watching this, you're going. How had if I not watched this? How was this not like oh, totally. ever a thing that was in my life and multiples of it? Like, there's I'm shocked there weren't sequels. Yeah, no, I honestly I would have. Uh, yes, the answer is yes. I felt that way during this because as a kid I would have lost my mind. 
I would have thought this was so great. I don't oh understand why this oh, was not. Oh, a, oh no, I don't understand. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I saw this when I was fourteen. Yeah. No, oh, nice. it, this, this, we saw it. I saw it in theaters in 3D, and we were laughing. Like my uncle and I were laughing coming out of the theater, like replaying lines like, "Undress her." No, slowly. <laughs> and so, so even as a fourteen-year-old, I didn't think this was this was like all I considered. Come on, this came out. This came out after Empire Strikes Back. This came out after so much good sci-fi that we still yeah. know and love today. That eh, the the cracks were showing back then too. I guess well, so. Was, I mean, the, were, the reason yeah. we we had a low bar because it was it was three D, and that's we were kind of going through a little resurgence of three D in in nineteen eighty three, and so we was willing to watch just about anything. Did you I see mean, it in three D a bit? Did you was it in three D at the theater? It was in 3D Happy. at the theater, okay. yeah. Right. This I think was the first. Actually, this was definitely the first 3D movie I ever seen in the theater, and mm-hmm. um, and it was it was going to be the one for a long time because I can't remember the next 3D movie I saw in theaters. It might not have been until the the 90s resurgence of 3D. Mm, right? Did we have a resurgence in the 90s? I don't remember. Yeah, it. Uh, yeah. very small one. Yeah, I, like um, I avoided that too. Huh. Wasn't there a Friday the 13th in 3D? So that, that, or that was no, 1982. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I, so no, it wasn't that one. Literally, then. it was it was some horror thing in 3D. It, this this caused horror me always to, does that. Yeah, this caused me to look up the 80s the 80s rave. Like, what were the movies in the 80s that were in 3D that were a big deal, so to speak? Yeah. Big deal mm-hmm. is really in air quotes. Yeah. And uh, the <laughs> list includes Jaws 3D. Yes. Uh, it includes Treasure of the Four Crowns, which. Guys, we have to film sack this movie if sure. we can ever find it. Yeah. Treasure of the Four Crowns, seriously. Yeah. Uh, there was an Amityville 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then the one that really stuck with me that I, I now remember, but I had forgotten oh. for a long time, Parasite. Mm. The movie Parasite no. was in 3D. I don't, I don't remember Parasite at all. Yeah, I don't remember Parasite at all. By the yeah. way, the Treasure of the uh, Four Crowns is what my dentist refers to as my mouth. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, actually, that's what he refers to as a swimming pool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give give me a moment here. Parasite is exact. You know, as you as you would guess, it's a, a science fiction horror film. It's set in a dystopian post apocalyptic future what? in which the United States has been taken over by a criminal organization and who unwittingly creates an uncontrollable deadly parasite and sets it loose on the population. It features Demi Moore in her first major film. Yes. And, no one else that you've ever that you've Checkmark. ever heard of. Yeah, that's all we that, need. That actually sounds better than I was imagining. Yeah, yeah, it sounds all right. I'm sure it's horrible. I'm sure it's absolutely <laughs> terrible, and I can't and, wait to see it. Yeah, and I found out it was uh, Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare was what I saw in 3D in, in okay. 1991. Oh, okay, yeah, early 90s. That's true. Uh, and then we wouldn't really get anything again until like what, like uh, the the mid aughts, uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, was it like Clash of the Titans and all that stuff? Maybe that, uh, there was like yeah. uh, well, Avatar Cl- brought all it back. I mean, yeah, Cameron. Avatar in 09 mm-hmm. was your big one. I don't think yeah. Clash of the Titans was till like twenty thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah, or twelve. Um, Cameron, Cameron uh, brought were, all that back in. Yeah, it seemed to me that 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 whole craze uh, kind of started with. With uh, the Polar Express and Beowulf, and I'm telling you, man, Beowulf has not aged well. It didn't age Ooh. well the day I saw it, which was the weekend it opened. I thought it looked like poo then. I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Oh, that did look that looked yeah, horrible was, even in 2D. We watched that at home. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure. He... Actually, I'm sure it's better in 3D than 2D. I'll yeah. bet you Beowulf is better. I'm not Maybe, sure he, uh... he ever figured out his animation stuff with that and the the Polar Express and all that stuff. Everything looked weird. None of that looked right. I still like Polar Express, though. I mean, that's like saying, I, I mean, 
there's a lot of stuff that looks weird, but still sticks with you. Yeah, it's I my like favorite Polar. zombie I've movie. Seen, I love it. <laughs> I've right. only seen clips of uh, Polar Express. I've actually never sat through the whole thing, but the clips, you know, the clips are, look creepy enough. I mean, is there, have, do you, does it feel less creepy? <laughs> oh, no. It doesn't feel less, it, it doesn't feel creepy at all to me, especially as a holiday movie. I mean, all, just about most of the big holiday movies and shows and specials are always this unique animation all the way back from Rudolph and uh, I love all of the other reindeer, which is kind of almost like oh, a paper so cutout kind of thing. That's I love so those good. styles. You know what? Yeah, I 3D 3D actually works if it's on brightly colored animated films. Yeah, like even yeah. going back going back a decade or more, like I really enjoyed the the 3D experience of watching Chicken Little or Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Sure. Oh, anything Pixar is is spectacular. Yeah, any of that. Cla- any any modern. Any any modern rendered out freaking computer animated thing, they have an advantage because they through through software uh, can make the three D happen without having to do some kind of weird after effect or filming it with three D cameras or throw a second camera in there and uh, and, yeah, it's much. As a matter of fact, it's about the only three D movies I have are going to be animated, including the Polar Express. I have it in three D as well. I I probably am. Probably the biggest lover of 3D on here. I know Ibit has a 3D I hate TV, it. but I hate it. well, but yeah, we I gotta, do a 3D projector. Scott hates it. We gotta, it. we gotta ask and answer the question: Would you care if I told you, starting now, you'll you'll never again see a new movie in 3D? No one's ever gonna do it again. Would you care? Would make, like, do I you wouldn't care. I absolutely no. would. I, I would. Care. I would. I feel like there's. I feel like there's a very real art to 3D, and most people get it wrong. But when it's done right. I it there's is there's such a submersive this immersive experience for when's me. When's the last time I, you I went? Would, oh man, they did this right. When was that? When was oh, that? uh, uh, the the X Men. Uh, which one was? It? Is it the first class? I forget which one it was now. Oh really? You saw that one in three D? Weird. Yeah, I saw several of them in three D. They anytime it's truly done in three D and not post processed live action, mm-hmm. then I really enjoy it. I don't think those X Men uh, movies are filmed in three D though. Were they? They'd have to be uh, if it wasn't post processed. One of them was. Uh, uh, which which one was it? Hold on a second. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't remember that at all. But it, so I, I don't besmirch anyone else's love of the format. I just never. I never choose it. I never will choose it. If it dies tomorrow, I would go right, all right and just move on. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't Days think it's, of Future Past was a was a was a really good mm-hmm. 3D experience for me. Oh, I wish Days of Future Past was a good movie experience. <laughs> yeah. it, it's better in 3D. How's hey, that? It's better than it's better than X-Men 3. Also, yeah. also I'll tell you also I think a lot of people uh dismiss 3D because 3D TVs came out and a lot of people got to 3D TVs. I think you you have to really be you have to be really yes this your field of vision has to be completely immersed. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have yeah. a projector. I have a 3D projector. So I'm a 110-inch screen TV sitting close enough to it that the 3d experience really pops for me yeah that's uh, awesome um, part of my problem if i'm being i have to be totally honest here is my eyes have, have are have always been goofy my left and right eye are completely misaligned in terms of each of their visions and right. so when i have to wear a pair of 3d glasses either on top of glasses or f- without them it has never looked right so part of yeah. it is the tech is just isn't for me it's like saying We've got these hot new rollerblades for everybody but people whose legs don't work. Like, you know. I have two left feet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. But uh, I don't, you know, look, I don't want to take it from you. I don't want it to end tomorrow. I want I want I, Brian Dunaway to have 3D until the end of days. That's no, fine. I'm waiting I, for them to come up with a movie that 
that where the 3D isn't just a little add-on novelty, where like there's there's an experience that you get from that film because right. it's in 3D. Um, I think Into the Spider-Verse probably, that's one I haven't seen in 3D. Yeah. I saw it on an IMAX screen, but I wouldn't mind seeing that one in 3D. But um, but even that isn't quite what I'm looking for. I want something like, that's like, oh, because I'm seeing this in 3D, I get a whole different experience. Like, you, know, it, you know, when you go to Disneyland and you go to Star Tours, yeah. mm-hmm. you get put into, a, you get put into a, a machine that shakes you around and lifts you and drops you and slides you forward and so on. Sure. And it's like a two-minute experience and then it's over and it's really good like you're you're just wearing 3d glasses and looking at a tv screen it's not like there's some you know but the whole experience of being lifted and moved around mm-hmm. it gives you these sensations that really make the 3d work yeah and i think without that it's just crappy 3d and but with it it's this amazing experience and i i always come out of that thinking star wars could be a feature film star tours could be a feature film length like it might get a little grueling at some point to be constantly, you know, in a ship <laughs> flying oh, around. God. Oh, I could you know? not do two hours of being. Uh, oh yeah, it would be in a, in it would a vomit be, bucket. But, but do you know what I'm? Do you know what I'm saying <laughs> right. about the about the extra stuff, the other the other yes. things, yeah. the interactivity the that come like, with it for sure. But I don't. I still don't know if that's enough. There would have to be so much more. What, what about that deal with the honey I shrunk the kids thing in Disney where they blow cold water in your yeah, face and stuff like that? Yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, Soren Soren is another one that's over at California Adventure. And that that just flies you all around the world. But imagine if you were like watching a film in that format and there was I, I you mean I don't need this the smell o vision. Exactly, oh, so I was gonna say I'm that's the, the best part of it is this the crap they spray in your face that, uh, that I mean, okay, smells but, like the orange grove you're flying over. But like imagine if like there you could come up with a plot for an actual film that might be interesting and that get, would not and be space hunter. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you'll notice we're really not talking about this movie, Scott. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah. I uh well speaking of which, this is the movie. Uh it's uh I don't know what to say about this thing, except that it's got pieces of a, a ton of things I like. Like, they were clearly like, you know what? We should make a swashbuckling kind of Han Solo movie, but let's have it happen on a planet full of Mad Max people. Like, that's straight up what they did. Right. Like, totally. I, and they even give you a little bit of Indiana Jones when he slides. Like, he finds a pyramid in the middle of yeah. the desert. There's no reason. Pushes on the door, <laughs> slides into a bunch of uh, corpses. Face, and it's, face-to-face yeah. skull. It's yeah. like, they even use a they even but use then, the like, sound of R two shorting out like I don't know with permission or not, but yeah, they it was right in there yeah. and and it's like it, it's like did they have to have all the screaming? It was a screechy moment. I hope you captured it almost because I I don't want to revisit it, but I just want I want verification that there's a bunch of screeching for no reason. Where in the <laughs> pyramid bit? I don't remember if I yeah. did or not. I might have. I have to we'll have to go through them, but but yeah, like uh, it's got okay. So my favorite thing about it is that. Uh, and I, it's nice to be reminded of this, but Dead Horse Point and parts of Moab where this was filmed are some of the most alien looking f- places in the in the country, in the world, maybe. So if you've ever spent any time in southeastern Utah, y- you you know what this looks like. And this movie uh, shows it off pretty well. It's just a crazy connection of strange cliff faces and odd formations and weird colorings and like it's a strange freaking place and that worked that really worked for me so so for me you know already a sucker for things like Tatooine and you know I like my desert planets um 
and I love you know Mad Max. I love you know just desert. Uh, yeah, big yeah. open deserty ruin. Vehicles is interesting. where it looks like they've they've nailed a whole bunch of crap to the outside of your vehicle. Yes, I like that. I'm a big fan of that. There's also those weird motorcycles that were almost like balls or whatever. Yeah, those were cool. Yeah. yeah. So so like some of this stuff is totally speaking my language, but it's super dumb. Like it's not a good story. It's Molly Ringwald. I found her to be annoying every minute she was on screen. Mostly, she was directed yeah. to be annoying. Yeah. That's what that. That's what that's that was the thing. You know, even uh, Mark Hamill was very whiny. It was it was a very real thing during that time period to have uh, have teenagers be whiny. Yeah, it was just it a little was bit. The thing they did. Yeah, I I think that that was. I think you're right. But it's just oh boy, does that not hold up? Like that really. I could never get behind her or wanted to be excited about her journey. Uh, he's about as two-dimensional as you get for mm-hmm. a reluctant hero type Han Solo right. dude. Um, I I would have liked for uh, Chalmers to hang around. I think she would at least brought something <laughs> yeah. interesting to the, you know, like an android hot chick who right. gets, gets like all the, your stuff you know, done. Uh, a uh, robot android that's just hanging around my ship. Nah, she doesn't need to wear any underwear. That's no. totally fine. Yeah, yeah it's that's fine. Why would you do with your robot? You can have, you can have closer. You're not going to go out and shop. It's like I'm not shopping for my robot. Forget that crap. Yeah, but it, about sex. It was just about being thrifty. But then yeah. there was what's like, weirder, yeah. what's weirder? The guy who lets his android walk around his uh, ship without underwear, or the guy who goes out and buys underwear for his robot? Yeah, right. Which, right. Uh, that guy wakes me weird, way gone. weirded out. Yeah, second guy is weirder. I'm telling you. Yeah. But here's the here's the thing about it, though. It's such a dichotomy because on the one hand, it's very paper thin. And on the other hand, there's this production team. So there's the director and writers. And I think they really phone stuff in. By the way, there's like four screenwriters there. I don't know how together they couldn't come up with something better than this. But they do their job and it's pretty half assed. The production team, though. It's all out. I don't know what the budget was at the time and what it would translate to it, today, but it was like six. Was it like sixteen million? And I mean, it had to all be put into that maze because oh yeah, that maze was freaking freaking Michael <laughs> Ironsides in his in his giant freaking nasty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's oh, one of the God. coolest villains I've ever seen. Like I, I mean, it's super over yeah. the top and ridiculous, but it's also kind of rad. Like uh, fourteen right? million dollar estimated budget. Okay, and that's I, honestly, that's double that's double Star Wars just as a reference point. I honestly, I watched this. I watched this whole movie, and I have only thought of the name Michael Ironside twice. At the beginning, when I saw it, and just now when you brought it back up, I never actually thought, "Oh, that's Michael Ironside." I think that's actually a good thing. I, I I didn't get Michael. You know, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get Michael Ironside the way I got Ernie Hudson. Yeah, I got I got this amazing character that was really uh, interesting. Completely agree. Completely agree. And he was really weird, man. Why? Why did Why did Ernie Hudson have a Corvette summer? Because he was in (laughs) Ghostbusters like the next year. And that looks nothing. Nothing no, I like Ghostbusters him. came before this, didn't it? Uh, no, no Ghostbusters was, was before. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. right. Okay. He's probably in production at the time this thing came out. So the same thing with uh, Ringworm, though. She was this. This was right next to one of her teen movies. Yeah, but so, you expect that she's she's in the age of puberty. That makes sense. Ernie Hudson is in his 30s or 40s. So I mean, there was this weird to see him. Uh, he looks so young in this one. Then like the next year, he looks. I think he just older. ate a bunch of food for the next one. <laughs> I, I, think, I think this movie just ate him up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, there is a real attention to uh, detail and weirdness and 
and they really mm-hmm. go all in. That guy that's called the chemist, the the freaking yeah. the weirdo that's that's mm-hmm. making uh, Michael Ironside live forever and have all these augmentations and everything. It's really weird. Like it's all up my alley. Everything about that mm-hmm. stuff. So as far as I'm concerned, there is a splash of genius on this thing, but it's all in the it's all in the production and not in the the storyline. The storyline just you have isn't to cut there. through a lot of cheese to get to that genius. You do, you really do. Okay. And I want, I just say hat, hats off to those guys for and gals who who put that together, who made this thing look like this. Because I I think even today it looked real rad. You know that part anyway, or mm-hmm. most of that mm-hmm. you know chunk at the end, so that how much, final third. How was, much are you giving that? How much you giving that to Ivan Reitman? I mean, how much did the producer? None of it. Movie? I'm not giving any of it to him. I'm giving you it don't to think the, I'll give any of it. No. I, you don't even think like the <laughs> the vision to create this just to go balls out. You don't think that was well. Speaking of which, about, do you think was that was that was that Harold Ramis's voice at the yes, opening? Totally yeah, was yeah, Harold Ramis. Absolutely, yeah. he was on the radio. Yeah, yes. those yeah. are all those guys were all pals. Plus, you know, Ernie Hudson went from this to Ghostbusters. Ivan Ghostbusters. Reitman directed mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, so you know, there's some connection there. But uh, I don't, I don't know who to thank for the stuff I liked. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I just liked it. I liked it a lot. Brian was right. Like Ibbett said a long time ago, it's like nothing you've ever seen. And yeah. he's right. Like as much as there's a lot of cheese and derivative stuff about, you know, Han Solo, Star Wars and all this other stuff, there were things in it where I went, I've never seen that in a movie before. <laughs> like right. that yeah, is I mean, crazy. It's, it's fun. It's it is it's a lot of fun for as as bad as it is, and apparently early versions or or there's a work cut or there's a European version. Whereas Wolf's ship is uh, landing on this planet, you actually see a parking lot up in the top right corner. Perfect. Um, that they forgot to edit out. <laughs> Perfect. Out there, so probably some Moab, uh, uh, the Dead, <laughs> dead, dead Horse right. Point Visitor Center uh, parking lot or whatever. Exactly, yes. Yeah, which also, guys, by the way, I don't think you can even get down there anymore. Where they were filming, I think now is not is off limits. You can't, right. um, they won't let you down there in that mm. basin anymore. Well, it was, it was off limits from uh, like 2000 until 2017. Uh, we we've had a we've had a really strange thing happen in the United States with nat, uh, national parks, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's yeah. one of, so, it was one of those things where yeah. where these guys managed to get some some shots that you're just like, oh wow, yeah. they're in a they're in a really special place that I you know like you'd have to go back in time to to get out in that part of that park. Yeah, that's true. Hey Scott, have yeah. you ever seen Battle Beyond the Stars, 1980? Um, Roger the name, Corman. The name is incredibly familiar, but I'm not sure I could say I've seen it. Right. Uh, if we, I've, we've never seen it here, I, I, that's what I was trying to remember. And I, I'll have you ever seen it? Any anybody else ever seen Battle Beyond I the Stars? I may have seen it. It's funny because you look at uh, the IMDb recommended page for uh, if you right. want more like this: Battle yeah. Beyond the Stars, Space Raiders, Ice Pirates, Crawl, Cherry Two Thousand. A lot of stuff that we have right. watched. They all Barbarella. look exactly the same to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Battle, Battle Beyond the Stars reminded me of of this, but this one was a lot. I don't know. It just seemed like. It, it just felt a lot creepier sexually. It felt really weird, and mm. some of the some of the creatures, I, like those big giant bat babies that were coming down those tubes, yeah. were chasing, yeah. getting chased. That was the weirdest, weirdest crap I think I've ever seen. That was just it. Just made me feel unsettled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, they scary. were they were like the fat suit, you know, very clearly fat suit that were not hanging costuming. on them. Well, yeah. No, but uh, but still a very creepy scene. I don't know what the you know is that like a a little factory where they make those little fat bat babies? But uh, <laughs> fat bat babies. <laughs> it, just, it just was. It was just like because well, we need something to fill in. Like we need some danger for them to have to go through before they get to overdog. Ah, how about yeah. just some 
creepy fat bat babies. I like I'm with you, but this is a film that it it gives me these things I that kind of put me off early on and I never stop thinking about them the rest of the film. So like for example, our main guy has a sex bot and uh when we first meet him, he's having uh, problems he's beating on his computer mm-hmm. and he decides to go ask the sex bot to fix it and so he goes and i mean she is a freaking sex bot she's not got any pants on she's like super conventionally attractive this kind of thing mm-hmm. and it's like i spend the rest of the movie thinking about that like why, why was that why did that where where did that you know well, and I, he was he was in major debt obviously for his sex bot yeah, those are expensive. That was a those nice model. Not yeah. cheap. Yeah, right. and when you're done with them, apparently you don't send them in for warranty or repair. You just melt them. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, it's wow. like, all right, well, self-destruct. Right. What, what, the, what, was he afraid, what was he afraid that she was going to tell her people if they brought her back to life? That all of the kinky stuff he likes? I mean, he's like, melt. Yeah, <laughs> melt. No, nope, I'm out. What's, what's, what's weird is that sex bot it spends the rest of the movie right where he left her. She's like a fried chicken in the bucket. Yeah, just laying there. And then yeah. act, I looked up that actress. She's done a bunch of stuff and, you know, had a big career and all that. And I, I, I guess I was a little shocked how short-lived that bit was because mm-hmm. she's his chewy, you know? Yeah, she's right. supposed to be around and, you know, let the Wookiee win and all that. There, none of that happened. Like, he, he was alone. He really was alone in space. He just had a robot. That's not really being with anybody. There's no real human connection there. Right. So, mm-hmm. so the, movie, the movie is just, like, really doesn't know what to do with women. They're either... You know, sex bot or damsels in distress, tons of those. Or we start to maybe develop Molly Ringwald as like a whole person, mm. but we don't really want to, so we don't really do that. Yeah. Was she supposed to be was she supposed to be a person he was supposed to adopt? I have many questions. Like I, was yeah. was that the idea? And then it was like, I don't want to take care of you for the next two hundred years. Do we all get to live two hundred and fifty odd years in the mm. future? That was a lot of yeah, I don't me. think there was ever a, a point where they were saying, I think we're trying to develop a romantic relationship between I think they were teasing that because oh, it no, felt real I uncomfortable. So. I don't think so. I think they were just like, I mean, is it the best? Is it the. Yeah, uh, this is it's a hard the call. Trope, it's the trope of the, uh, the, the, the rugged loner scoundrel. Right who um, I don't need anybody and then finds somebody to take care of that, that shows him more about himself it, than it does about her. You know, it's right. like, it, it remi- that's it. It right reminded there. me of like, like dirty Dutch. dancing. Dirty, oh. dirty dancing. It's like, it's like, okay, so she's kind of, he keeps calling her baby because she's younger than him. And it's like a, a, a baby thing, but she's got an attraction for him. And then he eventually becomes attracted to her. And I was just like, where are we going? Wait, with this? does he become attracted creepy. to her? When did that happen? I missed that. Was, What's that now? Was he showing dirty that he dancing? was attracted to? Oh, oh, you mean oh, the dirty, dirty dancing? dancing. Yeah, but yeah, not, yeah. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I thought you meant this. I'm like, wait a See, minute. See, the problem the is the problem is Peter Strauss is of variable age, and in one <laughs> scene he's 30, and in the next scene he's 60, yeah. and I can never figure him out. Yeah, he's still that way. Yeah, I mean, once I see him in uh, one photo on IMDb, and I'm like, oh, you're like 105 now. <laughs> and I look at another one and go, "Oh, you're like 62. Like he's he's still kind of got that thing going on, which is weird." Variable aged man, and like that, like I would have preferred if right out of the gate when they first met, they had asked each other how old they are, so I would know because right. mm-hmm. I was right. tired of not knowing. Well, yep. they kind of do. He says, "You know, so what are you?" And she says, "I'm a woman, you bozo," or whatever I'm she says. Yeah, a woman. Give me a break. 
It's about Peter. <laughs> it's about Peter. It's about Peter. Anyway, he's he's fine. For the, we should talk about him for a second. Oh, look. She's yes, got please. boobies. Is he, uh, I mean, for me, Peter Strauss, because I never saw this movie. For me, he was just a guy I would see as a guest star on a lot of 80s television shows. So he yeah. would just kind of traipse through things like Dynasty or, you know, Dallas or whatever. You'd have like a one or two off kind of episode thing and then go somewhere else. Um, you know, the modern equivalent today would be people that that wander through NCIS and and uh, special, special victims unit and that sort of thing. Um, and that's kind of all I know of him. Like, I really don't know anything else. I more recently I saw him play somebody's grandpa on something and I, it wasn't very memorable or whatever. But I think he played the. I don't know. It was a kind of swashbuckly kind of dude. Okay. I guess. I don't know. It's the most boring part of this film is him. I think, I mean, all right, let's say, let's say Ivan Reitman did his poll with uh, Ernie Hudson and uh, Harold Ramis and said, all right, let's put, let's make uh, Dan Aykroyd, the SWAT, the, the, the main character, the rogue scoundrel uh, pilot. How much better of a film oh, this they put oh, bill murray harold, in there dude what about harold ramus is the lead oh i would have i would have <laughs> that would have been the best thing i, don't know ever. I would have loved it i don't know about that you could have done it. bill no, murray and gotten disagree away with bill murray yeah, yeah, exactly. i would have loved it go bill oh, murray so supposed dan, to get the overdog now dan, <laughs> <laughs> dan Aykroyd would have been weird i think bill murray would have been okay i think there's actually probably a lot of people who would have been fine he has i guess what i'm saying is he has the look but he just comes off as super boring you're right. I guess so. I, w- I was thinking about who else would have been at, at that age at that time, right? Like, you, obviously, you don't get Harrison Ford, or you're just, uh, you know, ripping Star Wars. So it's like Mickey Rourke. Would he have been? <laughs> hmm. I could, wow. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. All then? Right, well, then you would have had the creepy sex scenes with Molly. Ringwald. Well, okay. All right. So never mind that. Um, <laughs> he would be he'd be pulling grapes out of her belly button by midway or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Douglas had the other thing. He had his own. Yeah, uh, the, I'm forgetting the what the movie is. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, but he would have been about right. No, for this like Robert Urich would have been. You know, you could have done a, like around this time. You could have had like a Robert Urich. You could have had. Uh, um, trying to think I, who else was in that. Like I, what I about, think the uh, problem. A dude from uh, Rockford Files. Could you have had a oh, James yeah. Garner kind of? Yeah, see, at that, at that time, maybe. Yeah, I could see that. And then there would be no question. I, I would be like, okay, I understand how old he is. I'm like, okay, yeah. he is more of a father figure in questions. Mm. And I'd be good. Yeah. 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 But there's just really not a lot to choose from. Like, you know, like no. Nick Nolte would have been like Nick Nolte. And right. I, I don't know. Uh, Tom, how, about, know, how about the uh, bandit? You could have put the bandit in there. He would have been fine. Oh, uh, Burt Reynolds? <laughs> yeah, Burt Reynolds been great. He was oh, supposed gosh, to be Han Solo. Though. He was supposed to be Han Solo anyway. It would have worked out fine. Yeah. Been great. Yeah. Wait, Burt Reynolds? Shoot. Yeah, it was, it was between Burt Reynolds and uh, what's his name? Uh, mustache. Uh, help Can me. you imagine Burt Reynolds oh, Tom chewing? Tom Selleck, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds chewing his cud throughout this whole movie? <laughs> oh, my God. I would have loved it. I would have signed up for that. Yeah, I'd be all right with yeah. it. I mean, look, it's it's for whatever it's worth. Peter Strauss got the job. He filled the role. He did nothing special with it. And it's extremely forgettable. I got it. I got it, guys. Tom Selleck. It should have been Tom yeah, Selleck. Well, I'll tell you, we were just yeah, saying he's the he was one of the he was almost Indiana. In fact, he was the closest to Indiana Jones, wasn't he? I right, think he was. Right. Right. And he bailed and said, no, nah, I'm yeah, going to do Selleck this. Would have been great. He's like, I'm going to do this really Magnum P.I. thing and get a TV job. And that was it. 
it does make you appreciate how good Ernie Hudson is. The, the few times you have him on screen, he's great. And it's, and it, yeah. you know, obviously that's why I haven't said, oh, pff, let's get, we need this guy for Ghostbusters yeah. for this, for this kooky ghost movie that I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. There is a scene where Ernie Hudson, for some reason in this movie, it's when he gets kind of duped by uh, Jimmy John, who Strauss. yeah punches him because he thinks he's, he's knocked out and he, after getting thrown off the car. And right. Ernie Hudson gets disarmed and thrown to the ground. And then I've never seen a man, or uh, let's just say this, I haven't seen a man or woman <laughs> ever <laughs> spread their legs quite so wide as Ernie <laughs> Hudson does. And I and I meant to capture it in some sort of gift form or something, and I just forgot to do it. it but it looks it looks like a, a gymnastics maneuver. It like, really does. Like, like it could go doing all the, the way doing around. Doing his floor routine at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, right. and it does. It looks like he could literally fold the other direction if he yeah, kept yeah, going. I can, I can see your scroties there. You might want to cover up. I mean, it sounds like it's nasty. It's not really, but it just it just seemed physically impossible what he was doing. And I just thought, right. man, Ernie Hudson. Look at you. I don't remember you doing that in Oz or whatever other stuff you've been in besides Ghostbusters, which isn't a lot now that I think about it. <laughs> and the Rock's a Cradle. Oh, yeah. And uh, Congo. Uh, lava Tubes, Congo. remember? Oh, yeah. 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 Lava sure. Tubes. He was in that. Uh, all right. This was directed by Lamont Johnson. If you've never heard of Lamont Johnson, well, <laughs> I, you know, well, yeah, it's I'm with you. I haven't heard of him either, although I have clicked on him before and I don't know why, because it was a it was a visited click and I still yeah. can't figure out why I clicked on him. What you looked at, <laughs> why, what you were looking for when you clicked on him before. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he is known for a bunch of things, including the, the I don't know if anyone ever saw the Lincoln miniseries in the 80s, but he did that. Mm. That was a thing. Did it have uh, Matthew McConaughey rubbing his fingers together? No, I don't think so. Okay, uh, I must be confused. Yeah, it's not the wait. What is that? What? Is, wait, I want to know what that is that you're describing. What is that? I don't know what that is. Is there didn't McConaughey? He do, uh, didn't he do a famous ad for Lincoln? Oh, oh the gotcha. car Lincoln, the Lincoln car. Got it. I gotcha. Nice. I'm dumb. Uh, also, I don't have TV, so that's probably why I never saw the commercial. So that's a that's a good move. Good move. Yeah, uh, he directed an episode of Felicity, and then stuff reaching all the way back to the to the early fifties. So been around for a while, but kind of a weird pick. Most of this stuff is like historically accurate Lincoln thing, or here's the heroes of the past of the deal. Like none of it's he's not known for swashbuckling adventures. So right. this must have been a real stretch for that guy. So I just wanted to point that out about Lincoln, or sorry, Lamont Johnson. Lamonte Johnson, who's dead. What did you guys? What did you guys think about the the language of the people on this Earth type planet? Uh, what What did you think about that? Uh, it did it get any nerves as much as it did me, or was it kind of yeah? Because it's fake and terrible. Or, it was bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's everybody that does these kind of future things tries to come up with some new language, new way of of saying things like. How will how will uh, language evolve over time when you right. uh, have all these new uh, planets being discovered and, and you know people coming from other places? So there's a skill to it. I think there's a skill to it. There's there's certain well again I would point to Mad Max Fury Road just for a moment. The way that Nux and all the War Boys spoke about mm -hmm. uh, the Gates of Valhalla, shiny and chrome. Mixing that with sure. visual weirdness, like, oh my gosh, they're witness spray painting me. their face. Witness yeah. me. These all this that sort of stuff is sometimes can be handled so well that you're like, that's 
it sticks. It's like a language that, that memes forever. It's fantastic. And then there's this where, and I knew early on because he's talking to Chalmers in the plane or in the uh, ship, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, push uh, push button five for the thing." And she's like, "Oh, didn't they teach you anything at sector school training?" And like they're just using really <laughs> dumb, really easy, I lame I, terms. I had to turn on closed caption as soon as Molly Ringwald started talking. I'm like, what did she just say? I don't. I wound it like three times. I'm like, okay, that's it. Close caption on. Yeah, she was no good. I'm trying to brain, think of another. Brainworks was the only, but I, I did keep brainworks. That's going to be something I have, I'm putting. Brainworks, yes. Brainworks, yeah. Trust words, trust words, yeah, trust words, trust words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like those uh, those abomination looking pale white disgusting things that were shooting out of the tubes in the? Uh, oh, that was yeah, talking the, about the fat, fat babies. The fat, bad oh, babies. those the ones. Yeah. Oh, that's those I didn't really Yeah, yeah, yeah those are great. I, I did like when they were pop sliding out of the tubes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was so. They were just flarping out of there, just flarp. Yep. <laughs> and they look like uh, there's a D and D creature we had to fight in our D and D campaign. It looks just like those guys, like well, empty I'll eyes you, and pale faces and all that. Yeah. The the Molotov kids though, the, the, that was I, I wanted more <laughs> of that. I wouldn't know what was going on. Mm. I, I really did. Was that if it, was like, that what you were saying to me? Where you were like, hey, this has got a little a little taint of Thunderdome. It's not just thunder. Thunder uh, maze, but but it's also the kids. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. This movie came before Thunderdome, but it had some Thunderdome, some things that we'd see a couple years later in Thunderdome with the kids, the Molotov kids, and of course the tunnel. By by the way, Thunderdome, another good example. Who runs by the town? Master Blaster runs by. Like that kind of talk is cool. And you remember it and you're like, oh, that's awesome. This movie was like, oh, you're such a skiz. A free uh, <laughs> or whatever she would say. I hated her stuff. All her little things yes, she'd say. Yeah, dang it. They were, they were trying to parrot, uh, you know, the 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 teen slang at the time, I suppose, which was going on, and it just did not work. <laughs> well, as somebody who was a young early teen, none of right. it matched. Like, wasn't even close to like real, and it didn't yeah. sound cool. Like there was nothing about anything she said. Where I went, well, yeah, I'm going to junior high tomorrow to say those right. words. Right. I I did. However, I did appreciate the character naming good job on somebody because overdog is a great you think so i feel like (laughs) it's like they're like oh what do we how do we do this uh well everybody roots for the underdog how do we come up with somebody somebody that nobody's gonna root for i know overdog (laughs) i like it It, but what about what about grand man patterson the chemist yeah well he was supposed to be he was supposed to be king creep originally and then they changed it to overdog yeah (laughs) king creep is even worse somehow it is it is worse yeah i i think Uh, that they did a poor job of naming i'm gonna just say that i think that they could have done better are you telling barracuda leader is not i mean i want to say that every day stupid and his name his name's wolf come on like come on dude just dumb ernie what was ernie hudson's name uh Washington, uh, boy, that's Washington. some creativity. Hey, Washington! <laughs> it's like if we're not gonna go tropey, let's go racist. Yeah. <laughs> let's just go. Let's go straight to like the stereotype black guy name. Right. Sure, exactly. Why not? Like the guy from yeah. Welcome Back, Cotter. Sweet. How about the uh, so the hang gliding, uh, the method of retrieving oh, yeah. the uh, that was great. The, the limp dangling uh, girl the- eyes, which. Didn't it look like the the guys were snapping their necks before they? I was curious about that because I was like, "That's yeah. not how you knock somebody out. That's how you remove them from this earth or right. the, <laughs> the <laughs> planet." They're making they're making the crack sound as they're turning yeah. these women's necks to the side. It's like, "Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that, I guess yeah. we just want them dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were weird. They weren't messing their dead around. Dead limp bodies dangling <laughs> from a hang glider. 
<laughs> I have to I have to ask though, like just before we leave the stupid names conversation, was this the movie that they were making fun of in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two with the uh, the taser face jokes? Because oh, it felt like it. No, huh. that's funny. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. This seems like a this seems like a thing Peter Quill would be into when he was still on Earth. You know, <laughs> seems like a movie he'd be all excited about. Go tell his mom about and listen to his headphones. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. And I, I don't know. I just feel like on the other side of it, I, I, uh, I would have been, had I seen this as a kid, I would have been like, yeah, this is dumb. But I also think I may have been inspiring. Like I, I would have yeah. walked away from it going, oh, there's so many cool visuals in this and the, just the feeling of it. Like it felt like you were in this desert thing and there's all these weirdos and I don't know. This obviously speaks to some of my, I just, I don't understand I, I don't understand. We must have put some distance between us during the... It, it must have taken until about the 90s before this kind of started coming back around again because I saw so much bad sci-fi on TV yeah. during the 80s that was just ran over and over again. I never saw this on TV. Well, and yeah. and remember, this movie has the plot of a Super Mario Brothers level. <laughs> there, there, it's just... No, seriously. Like that, there's there are reasons that you didn't hear about this movie and that you didn't end up getting to see it at the time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's very thin. It it is literally your princess is in a castle and you have to run you have to drive along until you get to it and then you have to fight into it and yeah, and then you have like a boss fight it. at the end and the boss fight take you had to do three things three times right. and yeah. No, yep. totally. You're absolutely and right. Molly, and then Molly Ringwald's like Yoshi and you know you <laughs> I even wrote in my notes here that he uh, that the overdog is basically he's like a dead space boss. Like I played dead space one and two and those games had all these like weird augmented people, biomass mixed with machinery and robotics and stuff. And he's just like a dead space boss. Big, long, weird arms going. The only thing I didn't like about that. I love the costume. Michael Ironsides was amazingly creepy, Mm -hmm. just as you would want to be. However, a lot of the edits and cuts of him just moving around in the suit and it's like just flailing i'm like what's he doing right now is he supposed to be pushing a button <laughs> he didn't have what's a lot doing? of mobile he didn't have a lot of mobility yeah. so no exactly yeah. i can move my arms up and yeah. down ah, that's ah. about it he's the kind of character if this movie had more notoriety it's the kind of character somebody would spend two years making a cosplay yeah. for and yeah. it would still take like four people to run it at the at the comic-con like you could see that thing just trying to move down the hallway and there's like eight little people inside making it happen but anyway it's it's uh interesting and they didn't you know they didn't go too cheap on stuff it felt like the jeep looking truck what do you call it the, the scrambler or whatever whatever you oh call his the car. his uh, vehicle yeah he had a name for it yeah. scrambler mm-hmm. or the reaper or something like that 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 thing was like two different ford f-150s all jumbled together with a bunch of parts slapped on it i like that kind of crap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh like I just had way too much fun with it, man. I just had a good time. And by the way, for a gross thing in the movie, it was hard for me to find one because most of it was just what? I mean, the, here's the grossest <laughs> moment for me, honestly, and I won't even make you guess. It's when Molly Ringwald eats finally, and then yeah, he oh, gives yeah. her a blanket, and she goes and down her and rubs her, it, rubs her, her face and mm-hmm. her mouth on her blanket. I'm like, that's not your napkin, you be- you weirdo bag. <laughs> that was that was. I wish you'd ask me to guess because that was the thing that <laughs> that. That was a thing that stuck with me for a while. Like mm. the the movie's going out, like she's waking up next to him, like she's spooning him or whatever. And I'm just like, oh man, her her mouth, her her dirty mouth from that food is pressed up against his back right now. Oh my god! 
Yeah, from uh, freaking dog meat and whatever that piece of bread stick that, thing was. Come on. Yeah, that, wasn't, that, wasn't, a hot, wasn't, that wasn't a hot dog. He said it was a hot dog. That was Square wasn't a hot, hot dog. In the future, hot dogs are long right. squares. long uh, Pressed out. Yes. They're all made by Wendy's. Is that what's going on there? <laughs> Wendy's right. hot dogs? Oh, my gosh. Weird. Wendy's hot dogs are square would be a really funny thing for Wendy's to do. <laughs> they should do that. That's funny. They should do that. Because their burgers yeah. are square. Why not? Yeah, square wiener. Every, everything should be square there. That's how that, the whole the salad should be square. <laughs> I think all, their salads are square. All the le- but, uh, all the lettuce should be cut right. into square sheets. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, chicken in the bucket for me is going to be. Oh, you know what? We I need to play that because uh, we haven't played it in a while. So here's that lady screaming. Chicken in the bucket for me is the three women who are trapped there. Now I know there's some resolution at the end. They are rescued and and are you know the bounty is paid assume i assume and you know they're gonna head back or whatever i understand that so they don't disappear completely so there's a little bit of a cheat but they are presented as somehow this is going to be really important here they are ejected from that whatever the hell happened to that ship in the beginning i don't even know what happened there but it gets guided down to this planet i was still trying to get my popcorn i'm like what's going on again they get guided down to the planet (laughs) they land there they walk around looking confused they get taken by the little scavenger people they get picked up by the people on the hang gliders, defying physics, I, I should add. And then uh, later on, they're sort of in peril, and he's making them get undressed or whatever he's doing, and then they get rescued. They are never, as what? a plot device, ever, ever explained as who are anything they? more. Yeah, it's no, they're, just, just, they're just random people who happen to be on that, that uh, cruise ship. Yeah, right. And uh, everybody else, I guess, is okay. The other escape pods. No, no everybody no, else they, dies. They all are the only survivors. Oh, yeah, they were the only survivors. Oh, that's, okay. yeah, that's all I saw was that was the only people who survived. And I actually liked the uh, the calm voice of of the uh, you know the safety the recording ship, uh, while everything was going going to crap. So I, hold on, is this is this? Do not be alarmed. You yeah, have been yeah. traveling suspended in the Merrill Becker. But that's not that's not Egon, is it? No, 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 no. It's, oh, okay. it's a minute later. Uh, but, but come back a minute. Come back. Come back to the come, very beginning. Coming, of the coming movie. back. Coming back. Very, very beginning of the movie is this long, long shot of looking down a glass of bubbly water. Yeah. And I was so frustrated <laughs> by it because you're talking you about can the star, see, the star, yeah. yes. star field. Yeah. Yes, you're looking down a glass of bubbly water. You're not flying through stars. And the way I can tell is because there's way more bubbles in the distance than there are up close, which is backwards. You should not see much in the distance because it's distant mm. and the things should come into view as they as they get closer to you. And instead, because it's a glass of bubbly water, there's a lot on the bottom and then it slowly dissipates as it comes to you. And I just like the whole time, I'm just like, this is not right. Why couldn't they figure out stars? Why is it so hard to do stars in 1983? Mm. I, was, I don't know why. I just like that really stuck with me and, and bothered yeah, me. Yeah, and it stayed around forever. Like those credits were ridiculous. The oh, yeah. Well, uh, speaking was, of that opening fun. thing. Yeah. So the first thing we see is a metal, you know, a chunk of metal. And something is pressing really hard through the metal because it's 3D. So this is like, you know, hey, everybody, you're in a 3D movie. Let's yep. give you something 3D. Mm-hmm. And then it opens. And nothing's pushing on it, and then the later letters come sailing through. What was pushing on that metal? I don't know. 
I don't yeah, know what see? that was. I didn't like it. Right from the beginning. Right from the beginning, I'm I'm confused. Yeah, I don't like that, that either. That was Ernie Hudson crashing his uh, spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> that what it was okay. The only yeah. part of the movie where I really felt like they were shoving 3D in my face though was this uh, the guy with the needle oh, yeah. space needle. needle. Yeah, it was always yeah, the needles. But the guy was super shaky. I yeah. mean, it was just like, <laughs> he's holding it up oh, there in the camera, know. and the camera's getting all focused on it for like ten minutes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. This is 3D. I yes. get it. <laughs> there was a, there were several that. things like that. It just you had to you had to you had to be thinking like, what's the, looking for the 3D like. Uh, when we have the first bathing uh, bit where, you know, where he throws her in the pool and mm-hmm. scrubs her head because mm-hmm. she's apparently never used shampoo before. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Which he conveniently uh, her, has in a holster on his belt, by the way. Yes, yeah, of course. Everybody does. Who doesn't <laughs> have shampoo? Holster. I have some right I here right now. love that shampoo so, holster. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Ernie Hudson comes along in, uh, you know, Mad Max Mobile, and uh, they're both freaking out about it, and there's way too much shots of it slowly turning and then coming toward them and i'm like oh that was in that was 3d that 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 car was yeah, coming anytime anytime that the mm-hmm. point of it was kind of out in your face i assume that was i kind of lost track of him though the only thing was the needle guy for me everything else i just sort of went oh okay well this is just a bad 80s movie but you're probably right there's probably dozens of moments where they were you know painstakingly poking you in the eye right. in 3d <laughs> right. and i just missed it but yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't I have no desire to see this movie. Well, again, period. But I don't want to see it in 3D. Forget it. And uh, I don't know why I stuck around through some of the credits, but the 3D coordinator had his own kind of credit right in the middle of the screen. His last name was McNabb, which is the same name as the creepy villain. I just was wondering if that was some sort of coincidence. Oh, McNabb. It probably it probably was uh, not a coincidence. You don't think so? Oh, the guy who made us have to try and do this thing in 3D. Let's make let's name the villain after him. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, that's how we'll get him back <laughs> for this terrible thing. We'll make um, him the overdog. Anyway, so yeah, there's your movie. It's uh, you know, it's a thing. I I I would actually say if people have Amazon Prime, which is where we saw this, uh, if you have Prime Video, I think you should watch it, even if it's just for film sack's sake, because yeah. oh, there's something here. You know, I don't know. I had fun with this in a way that I didn't expect to. Like, I'm not pining to see it again immediately, but it is the kind of thing that if my kids and I were hanging around on a weekend, we're like, what do you guys want to do? And I'd be like, oh, you want to laugh? This is awesome. And watch that. Like, I would do that. Uh, it's that kind of movie. So I think it's worth your time. I don't know how many people out there listening are like, oh, I never watch the movies you guys do. I don't know. But you should you should consider this one. Mm-hmm. Having, I, I agree with you, but I also looked around on Amazon Prime, and there's a reason why that, in the U.S. at least, that is a distant number three among streaming. Like, guys, you guys really, you should be able to do a, a better UI and mm. and help me help me find your best offerings. Yes, help me help me not immediately come across season three of Justified. When you have better offerings that are movies that I need to be considering watching. Like, yeah, their discovery just, sucks, uh, which is crazy because you'd think the company with the best shopping discovery options ever would integrate that better into mm-hmm. their movie stuff and their recommendation stuff. I don't know why they don't do that. Also, the web interface for uh Amazon Prime is, I like it for a couple of reasons. One, it's extremely fast. It, lo- it's, it loads really quickly. They've got some kind of weird buffer tech that they always tout. And it makes their movie start immediately or their TV show start immediately, which I like a lot. Um, 
and I also like their paws, and then you have all this oh, detail. Yeah, the X-ray. Yeah, yeah, the X-ray thing is really is best suited for desktop. It's okay for other things, but you know, a second yeah, screen like or whatever. Part my favorite part is the X-ray. But then mm-hmm. the the actual store on the web is just an Amazon storefront. I may yeah. as well be looking at underwear and and uh, trinkets. Like it's doesn't it's okay. It's weird. <laughs> why why do you order? Underwear and trinkets. <laughs> well, if you if you add a couple trinkets to your cart, your underwear ships free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's an add-on item. You just throw right it in there. Add-on item. Yeah, the trinkets are the add-on. <laughs> I should say you get the you have to pay for like, that underwear. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> do you, Do you remember there was like a stretch of time between like 2005 and 2015 when games would come along and be a straight up ripoff of Diablo 2 or then later Diablo 3, like rip straight up. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. We are trying to get you, the Diablo 2, Diablo 3 player, over here. It's cheaper. It may be a smaller game, but we're like we're giving you some something that's more we think is more compelling. Here you go. And then the controls wouldn't be exactly the same. And it was like it would make me rage. Like if you're gonna rip off a whole thing, you have to make the controls the same. Yeah. Because I already know how to do these controls, and now you're making me change, and I keep hitting the wrong button. You know, keep using up all my potions or whatever. Or it just doesn't like, feel right. Like, that's how I am yeah. with Path of Exile. That's an incredibly well-made game that I can't play because I don't think it plays as well as Diablo. So it's like that Right. For me. So I go to Amazon Prime, and I have the exact same problem with it competing with Netflix, where I'm just like, oh, you guys are so close. Like, you do kind of have the same sort of layout, but you're just not doing the stuff that Netflix is doing or even Hulu. Like, I hate Hulu's UI, but I prefer it to uh, Amazon because it which, helps me find awesome movies faster. Yeah. Which which Hulu UI? Because every freaking oh. device I have oh, has a different that's the other interface. Problem. It's like, yeah. good luck. Yeah, good luck. It's never unified across any of those systems. I actually think if you look at the... I could be wrong about this, but I think they're actually in second place in terms of subscribers and... Um, Oh yeah, because everybody who has Amazon Prime is a subscriber, right? Well, so they're like, yeah, that's true. But they're. I, all, mean, I also think they're supposedly. I, have, I don't know where I read this. Somewhere I read that they're in terms of selection, both third party and first party, that they're pretty close. And Hulu, Hulu's just kind of right behind that. I'm not sure about that though. I'd have to. Hulu made a huge mistake years ago, which is they became known for ads, and that that's too bad because like I haven't seen an ad on Hulu in years and years because I pay to not see an ad on hulu yeah and, but like when you talk to people who don't have any streaming services they all think you know the same thing about hulu and it's a yeah negative. it really stuck with them it's I, it's, I just, a, it's like getting typecast as captain kirk it kind of sticks with you it's weird but you're right like that's actually content wise hulu's killing it like all of them are they're all kind of killing it in their own way but netflix is just towering over everybody and saying lick my feet a little bit at least anyway. right now at least right yeah. now mm-hmm. I, hey, I but, just went to but they didn't have Forbidden Zone, did they? Mm. No, they did not. It's, it's absolutely true. I'm just saying. I just went to Amazon, and it's like, hey, would you? Uh, here's here's the you know Prime recommended movies. You could just watch this for free right now. Mars Attacks, uh, you know, The Burbs, and it was like, I don't know what Amazon's doing there, but uh, maybe it Daddy's knows. Home too. You're a film sack host. It knows that you just <laughs> want garbage. That's what's going yeah. on. Maybe actually you it want, works better you than you think. Like Mars attacks. Yeah. yeah, I'll bet if somebody else normal logged in, they would see, <laughs> you know, a bunch of really Oscar-y movies and all that stuff. I'll, I I wonder if it's actually really working, and you just it's just because I, you're a film sack guy. I also want to say I love that this week 
uh, everybody was getting a little bit hyped about Netflix releasing a Fire Festival documentary. Yeah. And so Hulu got a, a one made real fast and released it about four days before Netflix's. I just think that's so cool. It's like Amazon isn't even in that kind of game. Like no. they're 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 off doing this other thing, and these two services are like fighting right in front of us. It's wonderful. Yeah. By the way, I hear the the one to watch is the Netflix one, is what I heard. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. the Hulu one is suffers from the quick put together <laughs> syndrome. Um, the shoddy beat to market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit. All right. I uh, I have some clips to play from this movie. You guys like to hear them. Uh. For example, yeah, okay. they just straight up lifted a Star Wars sound, and I'm going to play it for you. So there's a scene early in the movie, and I, it was it was unmistakable. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> as the sound of R2 shorting out, which you did a lot in Star Wars. So here's that. Lame. Yeah, yeah, that what is. The hell. <laughs> yeah, here's a shorter version of it. They just totally stole it. They just lifted it. It's not even the same. It's not even the same studio, dude. And they just used a, uh, an R two sound. I drove me a little slightly crazy. It's like when he gets shocked and the the OTD the guys yeah, shoot him Jawas, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jawas. I couldn't think of the name. Um. All right. So anyway, there's that. Uh. Here's what this stuff is current. I don't know what this is. Terra Eleven atmosphere E type exploration commenced 2013. Planet-wide outbreak of PSI plague in 2021. Oh, look at that! In 2013, some bad mm. stuff happened. In a year and a half from now, look out for the Guys, PSI the one PSI plague. plague. Yeah, set your future a couple of hundred years in the future, please. Yeah, the PSI plague, the pressure per square inch. Wasn't that what <laughs> that is? Pounds, pounds per square inch. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so keep your plague properly inflated, or else you'll uh, <laughs> properly inflated plague. Road damage maker. I like it. Um, all right, we have, uh, I like this line. Go find him yourself, Earther. We have blood loss here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have blood loss here. Uh, here comes Molly. Ring. Not the grand man. <laughs> I was hoping that grandpa guy would show up later, but no. Yeah. Well, he was done. Right had, the that's because they had too much blood loss here. Yeah, too much yeah. blood loss here. <laughs> Earther. All right, here's um, uh, Molly doing her thing. What the hell are you? What do you think I am, you scrawny earth bag? I'm a woman. An earther. Okay, you scrawny earth bag? Is that what you called it? Scrawny them? earth bag. Yeah, yeah, I think earth bag was what you said there. Okay. All right. I mean, I like space racism. I'm not sure this movie understands it very well, though. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> like, I'm into it. Like, if you watch a movie or a show like uh, The Expanse, again, another Amazon original, or will be soon now that it's out of the hands of sci-fi, but it's a fantastic sci-fi show based on these great novels. I've read four of them um they are really good at the space racism and it feels real and biting and and awful even though it's a it's all hypotheticals like people who are on or people who are born on space stations that are around the belts the asteroid belts all have weird shaped bodies and stuff because the gravity's that so weird there so they're just kind of elongated and skinny and lanky looking and and they're just treated like the trash of the universe and it's just purely because they were born there and it's great they really hammer that out and you make you go oh yeah there's like racism and and ethnicity uh stuff but it's in space right so you're totally you can totally discuss those issues in a way that's that's a little more interesting because again space racism this movie tries to do some of that with the whole earther thing and you suck because you're from here and i'm from there or whatever it doesn't pan out they're not good at it here not Spacism. in the forbidden zone. No. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, here's a uh, whatever. I don't know what this is a weird conversation between those two. So it reminded me of Star Wars, and then I want to know what she says here. So here you go. Well, this is my place anyway. So phone out. Whatever you say, princess. <laughs> okay, so the princess part very Star Wars. Very yeah, yeah, Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah, but uh, very bone. Super Mario Brothers. But bone out. Bone, bone out. out. She was. Bone she was. Out, she was ordering chicken. That's how I like. My <laughs> I like bone my bone. bone, bone in? My chicken no. wings bone out. <laughs> Uh, do you guys do bone in or bone out? Is bonus. If they give you a choice, what do you choose? Do you like bone I in? I prefer bone. Uh, Abs- right, I prefer my wings with bones. Yes, absolutely. So you, you say bone in. Chicken that is correct. Yeah, yeah, bone you in. say bone in, right? Yeah. When you, when Always you that, bone right? in. Yeah. Right. yeah. Always bone, bone in. in. Yeah. There's some place that you say classic wings. I don't know. Yeah, Buffalo Wild, Buffalo wings, Wild is, wings. Yeah, classic, classic. Or, or boneless. Brian Ibbett. This is what you should say to people. You should say, Brian Ibbett, always bone in, but then make it short. Like <laughs> always, always be bone in. Always A-B-B. be bone in. Yeah, and then wear that shirt a, to to Buffalo. Yeah, I have a friend who is a master wing eater, and it always amazes me when we go eat because he has this this move where he like stands the chicken wing on the end, and then he just likes like like just pushes his hand down and like peels the whole thing, all the meat off of it, and the bone is just. It's the only thing that's left, and he just makes it like a, I don't know, he kind of pushes it down like almost like an umbrella, and all the meat's on one end, and he just goes, ow, and then he goes to the next one. It's just the most amazing thing. That sounds guys, great. Right? I, what do you, how do you guys, you like nibble, like little corn? Well, I just, how you guys do I it? don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess I go for, I don't know how I do it. Now that you say I do, it, I don't I, know how I eat it. I don't know. So I, I am, yeah. I'm a master wing eater, and I, I eat each, <laughs> each piece in two bites. There's a bite on one side, and then a bite on the other side, and mm. then I'm done. And that's oh, it. you waste so much meat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with, I'm with <laughs> Ibbot. I go master. to town. I'll nibble till I'm all until it's just the bone is all there is. Yeah, like the yeah. The, the the drum the drumettes. Eh, you know it, that's pretty pretty self explanatory. But the wings themselves, right. I I make a bite that kind of separates the two bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. two because it's mm-hmm. like it's like uh, it's right. a, two bones going together. I separate them and then I kind of pull out the little skinny bone. And then I eat that whole chunk of chicken that's like that's that's left over from having no skinny bone in there, and then I go to town on the uh, the other side. Yeah. See, I'm uh, my oral skills are way more efficient, and I'm saying you're not using you're not using enough suction on the meat. That's what I'm saying, Brian. I'm visualizing. I'm visualizing you're like Tom and Tom and Jerry when he eats a fish. He puts the entire fish in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly cleaned bone. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the way to. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, we need to go to Wingstop sometime. Yeah. I think it's Wing Bowl Seven. I love Uh, Wing. Death match at Nerdtacular 2020. I'm into the wings, man. Like me some wings. I'll tell you, I love Wingstop, but man, they they need to like hold back on their sauces a little bit. Like it's hard to eat 50 wings when there's so much sauce on. I agree. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't eat 50 I, wings either. I've, by the way, I've just <laughs> looked lot. up. Uh, I just looked up how to most effectively eat wings. Argument. Yeah, and, uh, I'm getting some good things. Yeah, I'm sure there's a also. Yeah, watch out for Rule 34. It'll get you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any of what we just talked about. Here's another dumb thing she says. Uh, here you go. So if you give me some nibbles and take me wheeling, I'll track you to him. If you give me nibbles and take me wheeling, take me wheeling. <laughs> go back to the drawing board, you guys. That's terrible, terrible freaking planet language. It's just dumb. Uh, here's something about girls. Can you tell if they have the girls? <laughs> that guy, I, dude. Girls. 
Just sitting around in his wires and his goop going, ah, oh, I Does the girls the have scars? Yes. Any noticeable visible scars? It will be better if they don't. He likes it if they don't. He's weird. Uh, here's another one of him. Are they pretty? Uh-huh. And then are oh, they... I do hope they're young and soft. Okay. All right there, buddy. Keep it in, in your In case pants. you guys didn't know what he is after... We need to just keep on going. Yeah. Until yeah. you're I mean, so grossed out. Yeah. He's gross. I don't yeah, I mean I don't know uh it doesn't seem like the uh like Overdog is functioning in in that department. So he's really just <laughs> he's, he Maybe likes he's to leer. He just yeah. he just likes to leer. He's like, "Oh, yeah, let me look at you." Exactly. He's got yeah. like a big Allen wrench that's all hooked up or something. He's got some weird. He don't worry. He can Overdog can get it done. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, here's a line I just put gross, so I don't know what it was. Young girls are so much nicer to touch. Okay, that is gross. (laughs) Shouldn't say stuff like that there, bud. No, no. Uh, this was played earlier in the intro, but I'll play it again. If you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't. That's some really good advice. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Yeah. If you want to eat, eat. If you want to come with me, come with me. If you don't want to come with me, don't come with me. (laughs) You know, if that, you want to walk in the rain, an hour, yeah, could have been an hour and a half of just that. <laughs> that would have been great. Look, if you want to beat the guy, uh, the 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 overdog, then beat him. If you don't, then don't. All right, here's uh, who is overdog? Overdog is our gracious lord and protector. Okay, he's our gracious lord. He says, I really like the chemist, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Precious lord. I do too. I love, see, they got that right. There's a thing about when you have some weird overlord guy who's like maniacal and, and is being kept alive by weird means and all that sort of thing, you always need to have a slightly lesser in power, second in command type weirdo that's sort of fueling it all. Like your worm tongue type or your, I'm trying to think of another good example of this. Oh, I know what it is. Job of the Hutt's got uh, Bib Fortana walking around going, yeah. like, He's Bib Fortuna. Bib for sorry, Come Fortuna. I'm Fortuna. Fortana. Yeah, Fortana. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a guy in a speedo in the seventies with a tan. I like how you I like how you didn't just correct him and you also shamed him a little. Like yeah. A little bit. Yeah, yeah it's all right. Oh, no, have, you, have, you never, have you never listened to TMS? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, this is new to anyone who hasn't. Um let's see. How about uh what's this? Who is oh wa- uh, a watcher problem? What? Okay. What's your Oh, that. Oh, she annoys me. What's your problem? I started to do that in my greeting, and I realized that I I refuse. No, I will not be this whiny while Mm. trying to make jokes. You're not going to be that guy. I wonder wonder why she didn't refuse. Like Molly Ringwald, the actress, say to these guys, guys, you're making her too whiny. This is ridiculous. Yeah. She's still doing stuff. I was looking at some some current things she's in, and... Oh, it's just a reminder that time passes. She is. Oh, uh, well, does yeah. Yeah, she looks like your mom now. Just how it is. Well, not quite <laughs> like my mom, but anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Here is she's uh, on that uh, Riverdale <clears throat> apparently as a regular. She's somebody's mom on Riverdale. <clears throat> Riverdale, the oh the the Archie deal. The Archie's TV show, yeah. I haven't seen that. Everyone says yeah. You'd... Luke Perry, Molly Ringwald. I mean, it's like. Hey, were you were you popular yeah. in the eighties? Come work I, at Riverdale. Wow, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed parts of you it. You like it? I've heard. I've heard people yeah. like it a lot. I don't know. It just sounds twisted to me, but whatever. Here's uh, uh some pirate music. They liked this a lot. 
mean, that may as well be a Pirates of the Caribbean pum, movie. Pum. Right there. Uh, a Ghostbuster appears. I didn't fall for it when we were in training. I'm sure not going to fall for it now. So get up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He fell for it. He totally he did. did. He totally f- he fell for it two seconds later. <laughs> yeah. And then he said this. Lava tubes. He said lava tubes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I was waiting. I actually, I actually, there was a time when I forgot what that was from. And I was like, is this the lava tubes? <laughs> nope. It was Congo. I think Congo, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely Congo, yeah. Here's something about a fly on the window. You like fly shit on the window. First little breeze that blows and you're gone. That's good. Wow. That's that old saying, you know? You're like yeah, fly yeah, shit yeah. on the I window. Use that all the time. Yeah. You're like fly shit on the window. First little breeze and you're gone. That's a good thing, though. You don't want fly yeah, poop so. on your window. No, no, for sure. Yeah, let the wind blow. It's fine. Uh, this is uh, this is the part of the movie that would remind us how uh, how Big's uh, early hard drive sounded. Let's check this out. Five hundred megs. That's a lot. That's a lot. Five hundred megabytes. Woo! What were they called? Mega credits in this? I think. Or yeah, yeah. Mega Three thousand mega credits. We were we were led to believe that's a lot of money. Mm. I'm not so sure now. I like space currency. It just seems like it always defaults to credits of some sort. Star Wars uses credits. Mm-hmm. Um, most most things use credits, and I feel like it's a little yeah. lazy. I need more gold press latinum and weird, you know, right. weird currencies. Right. Oh, I love space currencies. It's so cool. All right. Um, here's a what's this? Hold on. Oh, there it is. Okay, this is racist. Now I wouldn't say this in polite company. Here it is. I mean, anybody smart would have melted that black scab and cleaned them bare. Melted that black scab and cleaned yeah. them bare, <clears throat> referring to Ernie Hudson. Right. Mm-hmm. Not Why do you very... have to bring black into it, Molly. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Jeez. I hope uh, Bender tries to bite your underwear one day. <laughs> uh. Not the robot, but the actor and the character yeah. bender. Anyway, hey, check this out. Overdog and his basic needs. What gifts? They are my basic needs. Okay. Jeez Louise. Wow. Uh, wouldn't really know that was him if I hadn't... If it hadn't said there that Michael Ironside was in this and that he played that character, I wouldn't know. How would you know? Mm-hmm. No, no. He's so yeah. buried under makeup, you, you mm-hmm. can't and we just saw him in alien yes uh, no in alien, uh, terminator uh, salvation salvation yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's just uh, mm-hmm. look at that one side of the career and the other um all right here's the argument i'm curious does your guided tour include getting me back to my scrambler without doing battle with a bunch of amazons and dragons you always gotta use those scazzy words don't you scazzy words <laughs> Oh, we didn't even talk about the ninja, hot, the hot ninja Amazon underwater ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yes, yeah. that was there was their. Uh, we need something to look like Dagobah really quick. Quick, come yeah. up with something that looks like Dagobah. Yeah, this looks like Dagobah, and then let's have hot ladies come out of the water like freaking <laughs> Navy SEALs, and uh, that was right. weird. What a weird thing. Uh, but I, I kind of like that because again, it was like, oh, I've never seen this before. This is weird. I kind of liked it. Anyway, here's uh, which way to go. Oh, she's annoying. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, here's those kids. They're kind of they're <laughs> they're kind of chicks in the bucket too, because you never get any real resolution right. there. Um, yeah, they blow up stuff and then they then they're gone. Final, and then they go sing they go to a different campsite and sing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Final clip here is Ibit on uh, prom night. Uh, oh, this good. is some re- oh, recently. Oh, I haven't had one of these in a while. Yeah, Yay. it's been a while. Your mom's been slow to get these to me, but she finally got me a new clip. And um, this is, I, I guess this is audio of right after the girl says, please take me home. And it was a little early. It's probably like 11 or something. And this was your response to her. Are you ready? Here you go. You don't understand. I'm very old and I need you. Jeez. You were. Wow. You were scary as a teenager. I don't know. Scary as an adult. Yeah. (laughs) What what day of the year is your birthday, Brian? (laughs) Uh, Are you second? Okay, all right. So you were actually you were actually the youngest in the class as opposed to the oldest. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well all done. Right. Chocha. All right, that's the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for this. It is the sound of uh, the sound check. Sorry, the film sack checklist. Uh, Han Solo in the Mad Max zone. Got it. Nailed it. Check. Uh, all Perfect. weird desert movies should be filmed in Utah. Double check. And finally. Overdog might be the weirdest villain villain in any movie I've ever seen. Check. I really believe that. I don't know that I've seen a weirder villain. He's mm-hmm. really weird. Like I'd put him up there with like Clive Barker, Pinhead style, like just weird. Pretty good. Yeah, an original, very original. Uh, Trek connection, none according to Daryl. Zip. He says there's nothing. And I thought for sure Ironside was in a Star Trek thing or something, but he hasn't been. It does seem weird, right? Like he should have been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Starship Troopers probably. Is what I'm thinking of there, but uh, he's he says it is a dearth of nothing. No actors, nobody. Just, so. Chalmers, man, Chalmers seems like like could have just been a character in yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, what a terrible name yeah. for her though, Chalmers. Chalmers, yeah. that sucks. Did he get her? Did he name her? Did he get her? Unwrap her and go. Okay, here's my hot sex robot. What do you want to name her? Chalmers. Chalmers. That sucks. Like, the unwrap her part is funny though. <laughs> to imagine her like being in like a a sealed bag, yeah. And right. he's like, "Oh, I need this is one of those that doesn't have the easy open. I could do some scissors. Damn yeah. it! Oh, uh, do you have an Allen wrench? Yeah, this vagina's loose. All right. Anyway, nice, <laughs> nice. Um, let's uh, let's say that the oh a soundtrack uh, great. I give it a P for poop. I thought it was bad. It reminded me of um. Well, what's the uh oh the other space one we just saw? Uh, Ice pirates. Ice pirates. Very yeah, like dun 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 You know, like anytime. And it would always be right when like the uh something would arrive to save the day, and then that music would kick in, and I'd just like, okay, really? That's not how you should do this. This is bad. Like maybe some of the more softer, quieter moments were fine, but every time there was action, it got real stupid. So good job. P for poop. That's what I'm giving it. P for the poopies. Uh, let's do the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less. Let's start with Randy. Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Ivan Reitman hoped to start up his own James Bond, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, Star Trek, Road Warrior, and space movie franchise, <laughs> but failed to follow the formula. Molly Ringwald was supposed to have special powers. Why you no give Molly Ringwald special powers, movie? Yeah, I agree. That's the question of the ages. Uh, Brian Dunaway. Ah, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Like fly shit on a window. Hey, it's not coming off. Emergency windshield wiper fluid procedure number one. Nope. Again. That's ah, just making it worse. We have blood loss here. Again. Oh, is it all my characters? Yeah. Your oh, non sequiturs. Yeah. <laughs> your non sequiturs are the best. 
Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. And I decided not to change it. Space Under 3D, Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Hey, if Captain Wolf plays games on his Android pilot sidekick, would that make her Super Nintendo Chalmers? <laughs> Just forget, I Love said it. that thing at the top, and it all works. It's perfect. Yes, exactly. I like it. It's uh, all fine. Hey, just as you guys were talking, I was handed this. The alternate title was almost called Overdog's Happy Fun Time Maze of Wild Adventures. <laughs> wow. Or, this was the other one, was. 16 Cadavers. No, oh, 16 Candles. Oh, yeah. Sure. I couldn't think of a better word with a C and that wasn't Cadavers. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything. For, for the, it could have made it. Say it. For the beginning, when he enforces the bath on her, <laughs> yeah. it could have been called 16 manhandles. No, that would have been bad. That's that's good. Oh, where was Randy when I needed him last night? That's good. 16 manhandles. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's a, That's that's like that's going to stick with me. I'm going to have a hard time not thinking about that one part of the movie mm-hmm. with, with the enforced ba- bathing. Yeah. Also, yeah. if anyone's out there looking for a free porn title, I think 16 manhandles is uh, up and available. Is it not? It's got to be taken. 16 manhandles. <laughs> you know, that was the most, for it. you know, the, the, the forced bathing was like the most Western part of this movie. It always seemed like every time I see an old Western, always somebody getting forced bathed. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I searched oh, for that. Right, Guess yeah. what it said? Here's the res- first result for 16 manhandles. Uh, a video oh that says, God, how, why did you look it up? It says how to lose weight or sorry, how to lose love handles and excess weight fast with a deck of cards. What? Yeah, I don't, huh. don't want to look at it. That look That's kind of that confuses me. Yeah, no, it should. Yeah. I think it should. It's real dumb. Weird. Uh, let's get to an email we got from a listener. These come to us at filmsack at gmail.com. This person's name is Brendan. And he says the following. Hey, film sackers during your district nine episode. It was great to hear you talk about some of the best recent sci-fi films, especially when you mentioned Arrival and Annihilation, two of the best movies of the last two years, in my opinion. I still haven't seen Annihilation. I need to, need to watch that. That's great. That's on Amazon I'll Prime, actually. I'll my copy. It's on Prime, I think. I'll just watch it there. Oh, yeah. It it's is, on yeah. Amazon Prime. Yeah. They just yeah. aren't good at telling me that. I, I recommended that while I was looking for the sixth season to justify should, it. Should, <laughs> we sa- should we sack it? That's my question. No. Should we sack it? No. 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 It's too new and Fine. too well okay, thought of. Okay, go on. Anyway, Email. Annihilation especially affected me deeply and had me quickly reading the trilogy it is based on after I saw it. Uh, I am even advising my students at the college where I teach to watch this Natalie Portman awesomeness to get a better sense of what makes us human and also give, uh, sorry, and also to give me more people, give me more people, that's what he wrote, just to discuss the movie with. Oh, okay, I get it. I'll give him more people. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of getting annihilated, what movie are you watching for your 420th episode? I just counted up the weeks and it seems to coincide perfectly with April 20th this year. Oh no, really? <laughs> he says, may I suggest either Friday streaming, uh, streaming on Netflix now or the method man and red man's hilarious weed romp. How high sincerely, Brendan smoking teacher, smoking hot teacher of, uh, college nah. kids. Um, I, that's awesome. We should do a pot related yeah, episode. And, yeah. And I, I would, I would actually like to go for something a little better, like Pineapple Express or Half Baked. Half Baked, Half Baked. Yeah, Half Baked's good. Half Baked's great. I'm, Um, I'm, I put my vote in for Half Baked. And of course, like, like for this generation, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is a is a good choice. Is it though? Is it? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I I have come to see The Big Lebowski as the ultimate Uh 420 movie. 
and it's that's pretty streaming. great. I just watched it. I watch that movie about once a year, and it's always good. It might just be, well, whatever. It's almost perfect, that movie. Anyway, thank you for reminding us. Yeah, this is something that I noticed uh, making our future schedule, that 420 was going to be sort of around 420, and maybe we should do something. We totally should. We we will. We probably Half-baked, baby. I love that. Half-baked. That's where we're going. Yeah, half-baked. But most of us now now live in states where we could just legally get high while we're recording film sack uh two of you yeah brian mm-hmm. and i would be uh dunaway and i are out in the cold on that but you two can mm-hmm. totally bong it up what's ironic is neither of you are pot smokers yet you live in these mm-hmm. states that encourages you now to do it but you don't anyway i i mean i don't know if they encourage it's almost as if though but listen <laughs> Scott, it, this is my Scott. point it's almost as if the the fear mongering that if your state uh made recreational marijuana legal that everybody would become potheads it's almost as if that's not true and Scott, no, nobody smokes it anymore. Everybody consumes edibles. Like the smoke is that that just doesn't happen. That was that was the thing. the The worst rumor uh, that was proven untrue was uh, as soon as this thing gets legalized, there's just going to be pot smoke everywhere. You're not going to be able to go outside because there's so much pot smoke. No, everybody's eating it. It's totally over. Well, I will say this: when I was in Anaheim for BlizzCon a few months ago, there was a time when I was walking on the road toward the House of Blues that some car went by and boy oh boy were they smoking it when i was on the road walking to the house of blue it was something else that stuck with us yeah (laughs) my my jacket smelled like pot for like six hours it was really something that car i don't know what they were doing in there i'll tell you where smell me tommy (laughs) where i've where i've absolutely failed in my predictions is my prediction years ago that we were minutes away from every las vegas casino being just filled with pot smoke that somehow hasn't happened. I yeah. don't know how. Yeah, that's all that. They're all just full of gummy bears and cookies. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we Nerd will see what we can do, Brendan. And if you have a thought like Brendan or anything you want to say to us, you can email us, filmsack at gmail.com. Our next film, uh, Randy refused to tell us at the top of the show what's on the schedule. No, it's just I refuse to tell you because I didn't want you talking about it until no. this part of, the, part of the show. All right. All right. So next week, folks, we're finally going to endure... Another watching of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh my! Oh, it is, it is time. It. We we have to do this. We uh, have to sack this thing into the ground, and then we can get on with our lives once and for all. I hope what happens to me is that I <laughs> I get to the end of it and realize that there's more. There's something okay about it because I have such hatred for it that I really right. hope I'm. I hope that was I just think- the theater and the hype and the timing yeah. and whatever of 08 and now i can see it with fresh eyes i don't know i think the hype really hurt it more than anything i i think it's not i don't think it's as bad as, as i think it, i think it's as bad as we remember and maybe worse yeah well you know what <laughs> just just crawl in your fridge and uh <laughs> i was just about leave, to make that reference you, so leave what you want yeah <laughs> freaking aliens it's so dumb all right we're doing that i guess it's uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Last Butthole, and it's coming next week. Right Crystal here. Skull, Crystal please Skull. watch Crystal Skull. Yeah, don't watch don't, Temple of Doom. Don't or... watch the others, like especially don't watch the third one before the fourth one. My gosh, don't do that. No, don't no, watch. No, no. Don't watch Sixteen Manhandles either. No, <laughs> no, and don't learn how to do it with a deck of cards or whatever that was. <laughs> how to do it with a deck of cards? <laughs> All right, uh, that's probably a thing, and I don't want to know about it. Uh, so anyway, that's our next movie. That's next week right here at FilmSack. If you're looking for all things FilmSack, we have a website, filmsack.com. You're welcome to hang out there, copy or copy, comment on the blog, 
uh, posts that we do for every episode, find archives, check out the YouTube channel. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Sorry, YouTube shut us down because they think when we use clips that we're being illegal, which is super dumb. Uh, so we're not on YouTube anymore. But all the other stuff's there, including all the uh, links to all the old shows. So check it out. That's at filmsack.com. Uh, you can also email us, filmsack at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at filmsack. And you can leave us reviews wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I hate it when they have missing limbs. We'll see you next time. Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You think I don't know which way to go?